0: March is my birthday month, and I decided that I wanted to share some things with you this month that would help guide you. Last week, I shared about non-negotiables and how they've served me and how they might help you. And this week, I want to share with you (laughs) some of the things I wish I would have understood years ago, like really, really understood and had a good grasp of. I think that having this understanding of these things years ago would have changed my life in a different way, certainly the everydayness of my life, but I'm a big believer in it's never too late to change, and when you know better, you do better. So hopefully, if you are not a young person listening to this, you'll find some value in this. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. The first thing that I would like to share with you, and, and by the way, none of these are sexy, okay? None of these are like, ooh, but they're valuable and they all have to do with relationships. So the first one is the relationship you have with your body. I wish I would have understood the importance of knowing and how to listen to my body and when, because I've been gaslighted by doctors and nutritionists. I've been poo-pooed for saying something about my body that goes against maybe conventional thought as it relates to health. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't right. And there have been times because I'm always like, oh, well, I'm not the expert. I'm not a doctor. I don't know that I've blown things off that I shouldn't have blown off. Specifically, what I mean is about 20 years ago, I questioned whether I had a problem with gluten. And, you know, like we had the internet, but It wasn't like it is now. I didn't really know how to utilize it, and there wasn't as much information on it. But like I said, even if there was, I wouldn't have been able to know necessarily how to dig for it. But I remember asking a nutritionist that I was working with then about gluten, and she kind of sort of not exactly rolled her eyes, but kind of rolled her eyes. And she said something like, less than you know, 5% of the whole population has celiac, you're probably fine. And like she wasn't even listening to the other stuff that I was asking about. And, you know, I trusted her enough, even though I didn't like the way she treated me. I didn't consider that she could be wrong or discount what she said. And so I continued eating gluten. And now that I know what I know, I realized that that probably was a big part of my problem. And I especially think this now because well, as I have gone through the reset before I started it, one of the things that the coach said to me on our call was, when she was asking about like what kind of food intolerances I have, and I told her one of them was lactose, I've had a problem with dairy for a long time, she said to me, okay, that's fine, but keep in mind, sometimes the food you have a reaction to isn't the thing that's causing a problem. And I kind of was like, oh, okay, whatever, that's cool. But now I have come to see that when I stay away from gluten and grains in general, I don't have a problem with lactose. Now is dairy still inflammatory? Yes. Is it still got a bunch of junk in it that's not good for you? If it's not organic? Yes. Also yes. But I think I don't have the same digestive issues with dairy that I have when I stay away from gluten in particular and grains overall. My point to this is that I wish I would have just trusted my body. I wish I would have just taken it upon myself then to eliminate gluten and see how I felt and kept track of it, that kind of thing. But I just sort of trusted someone else who had letters behind her name telling me that I'm probably not one of the special kids in one of that, in that tiny little percentage of people who has a problem rather than listening to myself. And now that I'm older, I'm very much like, Hey kids, the people who profit when you're sick. Yeah, you should pay special attention to what they tell you and the motivation behind it and check into things for yourself because that's just smart to look out for yourself, right? Who is affected most when you're sick? You, your income is impacted and your abilities to get things done, your relationships are impacted. And so, and, and I know a lot of women, I'm not the only one to go through this. I hear a lot of women who have PCOS. It took them years to find a doctor who would listen to them. And so I'm just going to reiterate, if you've never had any problems, there may come a time where you have something come up and you feel like you know what's going on with you, but your doctor or care provider has something different to say. And so I'm just telling you, know and listen and trust your body. Do more research. And if you think you've done enough, do even more. If you don't feel like you have the answers that you are comfortable with or that feel okay for you or that you're not getting the kind of care that you need, keep chasing after that. Nobody knows your body as well as you do. Doctors are great. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate them. Modern medicine is amazing. But sometimes doctors get it wrong and they don't know your body like you know your body. And I'm just going to say it. A male doctor, he can have a whole lot of education, but he does not know what it feels like to have a monthly cycle and have a baby or breastfeed a baby. And so his ability to help you is limited, straight up. And they get it right a lot, but they get it wrong sometimes too. And we should not just hold them up as the be all end all and trust them when we feel differently and we know better. I'm going to say this and use this example that I read in a book. Because I think it's relevant here. There was a woman giving a talk to a large arena of people, and the audience was filled with women, men and women alike. This was not like a ladies' conference or anything. Both genders were in the audience, and she asked the question to the audience Who here is an expert on breastfeeding? And of all the people in the audience, one man raised his hand, and she asked him, You know, she called on him and she said, What makes you an expert on breastfeeding? And his answer was, He was an expert on breastfeeding because he had watched his wife breastfeed their baby for three months. Women in the audience who probably breastfed their kids didn't stand up or raise their hands to say they were an expert. But you know, there were women in the audience who had done exactly that. They had breastfed their children. And so I'm just saying, when you think about that, someone who has education, or in this case, simply observation, even if they've studied a lot and have a lot of education, it doesn't mean that they know everything there is to know, and it doesn't mean they know your body. So I wish if I could give you a piece of advice when it comes to your health care, know and listen and trust your body. Nobody knows it like you do. And if you are not taken care of appropriately, and if you happen to have something that would have repercussions for not being taken care of properly, Nobody has to pay the price for that mistake more than you do, and so just advocate for yourself, whatever that has to look like, okay? Okay, the next thing that I wish I would have really understood the importance of years ago is the importance of trusting myself. I can't even count the number of times I've had an inkling that I probably needed to do this particular thing, make a specific choice, or go in another direction, whether it was you know, figurative or literally go in a different direction. And I have trusted other people and even my own head over my own instincts. And sometimes I've I've been like, okay, I'm gonna this this seems logical, this seems right, and then I've regretted it later. I wasn't taught to trust myself. And it's not that anybody ever said, you know, you can't trust yourself, right? But it's that doubts were presented to me about choices I've made through the years by various people. And, you know, it's probably happened to you too. Maybe you've also heard things like I heard, like this. You really think that's what you should do? Or, huh, I don't know if I'd do that if I were you. Or, wow, you just really think you know it all, don't you? Well, you're going to do what you want to do anyway, regardless of what I say, so it doesn't matter. But here's the thing. The things people say to you, Well, they're colored by their beliefs and their beliefs are colored by their thoughts and their experiences and their backgrounds and all the people who've influenced them about those things. And so maybe the people you're asking or talking things over with, maybe they never learned to trust themselves either. And so why would you... Listen to them. I mean, yeah, they might be right if they tell you something in a particular instance, but even a blind squirrel gets a nut once in a while, right? So instead of putting trust in other people, you should put it in yourself as well. And it's okay if you ask someone's expertise. It's okay if you ask for their point of view. How do you look at this? How do you approach this? It's okay if you ask their opinion or whatever, but just remember that at the end of the day, it's still yours. It's still up to you. And if you have a thing inside you, if your knower inside you tells you you should do something, don't be afraid to listen to that. Even if the other person is telling you something that sounds like really compelling advice or evidence or whatever. And so I didn't realize that all the times that I've said, I knew I should have done X, Y, Z, I didn't realize that was actually a clue for a really long time because I would look at evidence of, you know, past decisions and and ways that I've made decisions. And I almost always landed on the things that I got wrong, the times that I made dumb decisions, and it would always end up confirming, oh yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I better find somebody who does. And The thing is, I didn't connect the dots that all the times that I said, I knew that those were clues letting me know that I could trust me. And I also didn't realize that I was sabotaging myself when I talked myself out of doing the thing I knew I needed to do. And so somewhere along the way, somehow through the years, I managed to realize, oh, I have really good instincts. And I started realizing that there's a difference between making a poor decision or a decision that just doesn't go the way you want it to versus a decision where you need to trust your gut. And not every decision should be made on instinct. Sometimes you make a, a decision about a preference or on merit or whatever. And I tried to be wise. I did. God bless me. I was trying to do some, <laughs> make some good choices. And my choices were based on things that weren't bad. I would always try to go for logic. Well, what seems right? So if this thing worked this way over here, then that means, in theory, it should work this way on this over here, right? And so I was trying to follow logic. And sometimes I tried to go on emotion. Well, what should I do? What's the right thing to do? What would benefit someone else the most? I I thought about things that other people would approve of, like, who do I know that's wise and what would she think about this? Or, unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but sometimes I probably made some decisions based on what I thought might impress somebody. All of that to say, trusting yourself looks like listening to what you believe is best. And that is regardless of whether you've consulted someone else and they thought something different than what you think, or if you never consulted anyone at all. Trusting yourself isn't, oh, I trust myself to never make a mistake. Trusting yourself is about, I trust that I'm going to make the best decision that I can with what I have where I am right now and that it will work out okay even if it doesn't work out the way I want it to and even if it turns out that this was the exact opposite thing of what I should have done and if it's proven that way later. Like, that's okay. You know, you think about, reviews on Amazon or reviews on Yelp. Sometimes when I buy things on Amazon, I might read some of the reviews, but I have to remember when I'm reading these reviews about like a blouse, for example, it can say true to size. 10 people can say, oh, you know, I wear a size large and I ordered a large and it fits me perfectly. It's just right. But in the end, it still comes down to my body is not like everyone else's body. Everyone's body is different. And Even if it worked, if 5,000 people bought this blouse and 4,000 of them said they ordered a large and it fit them, if I order a large, that doesn't mean it's going to fit me. And so I have to remember that other people's opinions aren't gospel. You know, when I'm looking for a restaurant like on Yelp or something, if I want to read about it, when I'm going to a new city or something, I read them, but I have to realize I got to take it with a grain of salt because someone else's definition of clean might not be the same as mine. And what someone else thinks tastes good, I might not. Some people like sweet pizza sauce. And so they might say, oh, this pizza place has the best sauce. And then I come along and eat it. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of sugar in here. Or there's too much basil in here. Or this is more garlicky than I like. You know, we we read about things like a review on Yelp. <laughs> We read a review on Yelp and like four strangers say the place is dirty and you're like, oh, I'm not going there. And that's great. Maybe they're right. But just remember to always trust yourself more than other people. Don't only just blindly trust other people. And remember that you also have a history. Maybe you look at things and be like, oh, I keep making wrong choices or doing the wrong thing or whatever. But remember that you also have a track record of getting through everything that's been hard and making a lot of really good decisions. Don't discount how wise you are. Don't discount your abilities and your wins. Don't discount your history of doing the right thing or of taking something that didn't work out well and turning it into something that still did. And remember too that, even if you do make a choice or do something wrong, it doesn't mean that you can't get through it. Like you can still make it work and you have a, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago you faced a situation that was really hard and you didn't know what to do and you made a decision and it's working out. But also remember that like six months ago, you probably had a situation and you didn't know what to do and you made a decision and it worked out. And probably two years ago, there was a situation where you didn't know what to do and you ended up doing something and whether it was like you thought it would be or not, it still worked out, right? And so it may not be a quote unquote win, but that doesn't mean it's a loss, especially if you learn something from it, because that's how you grow anyway. So there you go. Okay. That's the second one trusting yourself. The last one that I want to talk about that I wish I had really, really understood years ago, and this is going to seem like it's geared more toward a single young person. It's not really meant to be that way. This could apply to other people, and it applies to more than just romantic relationships. But in the beginning, this is how I'm starting off, and that is I wish I had understood the need to really vet a person that you want to go out with before your emotions get involved. Because when you meet someone and you like the way they look and they seem really cool and they're funny and they're whatever, and they've got a vibe and you're picking up on it and you're digging it and you hang out with them for a little bit or you go out a few times, you start getting ooey gooey and you stop thinking with your brain because you're thinking with <laughs> with other parts of your body and you're not objective. And so emotions have to be taken out and reserved And you got to like test people a little bit because sometimes the way they behave and what they say they do or want to do are two different things. And so I mentioned this a little bit, you know, it's funny. I kind of teach, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, I tend to teach sort of like in a spiral. And so We may talk about some things down here. We do this in math too. Like you learn addition and then you learn subtraction. And then after you've practiced your subtraction, you kind of go back and just review your addition, right? And then you review that subtraction. Then you go to multiplication tables. And then after you've practiced those for a while, you dip back down on that spiral and you check on the addition and the subtraction again. And you do it over and over, right? As you keep going, going, going. And this is kind of the same thing with what I'm doing because I talked to you last week about One of my non-negotiables when I was meeting Moose was that he, somebody that I was going to go out with was going to absolutely have to be open-minded enough to go to church with me, even though I wasn't going to church. And when I asked him about it, like that was a thing for me. If he had said, no, I will not go to church, it would have been a deal breaker. We wouldn't have gone any further. And I asked him that on probably our first or second date. And so in sort of that same spirit, I would say that when you are thinking about someone and you're going to spend time with that person, maybe give him a little bit of a test. And here's some areas where like you might want to pay attention. Test him in public. Like take him to a place where you have to stand in a long line outside in the heat or something and watch how he acts. Because Okay, that's not like a real crisis, but the theory is a crisis doesn't create character. It reveals it. And so think about some areas that are uncomfortable and extremely unpleasant because that is where you can really learn how a person is. So watch how someone behaves in their group of friends. Watch how they behave with your friends. Watch to see how they Treat you when you're alone versus when you're with other people? Is it the same person? You know, my ex-husband didn't tease me a lot when we were alone, but anytime we were with his friends, he used to kind of pick on me and try to make me the butt of his jokes. And so if you're a very sensitive person to that kind of thing, that might matter to you. And that might be something you need to take care of early on. If you're already getting your emotions involved, then you're not thinking clearly. And so it's something you should be aware of. How about playing board games with somebody? You know if you're a person who likes to play board games, you should play board games with the person you're hanging out with because if they're a person who loses and gets mad and dumps the table over and throws money around or the or the pieces around and stuff like that, that might be something you want to know about. Watch to see how they how the person manages his emotions, you know do somebody it's it's cute women joke about guys who watch football and how they get mad and they're you know being the armchair quarterback and they're yelling at the tv and stuff like that and how their team loses and they're kind of grouchy the rest of the day except that's okay if that's all it is but for some people that's indicative of something and maybe you don't like that kind of thing maybe you're that turns you off and so that's something you want to know about early on because maybe some of these things are deal breakers for you maybe they're not but so think about how he acts when you're alone and when you're with friends think about whether he's the same person off and on how about uh does he kind of show off in front of friends does he become like a frat boy and is like hey and trying to be all Danny Zuko in front of his friends like the way he acted when he saw Sandy for the first time in front of his friends after the summer was over. You want to kind of have an idea of who this person really is. Really look at them objectively without your emotions being involved. Think about things like watch and pay attention to how he manages money, his ideas about money, how he talks about money. Watch him around kids as much as possible. Watch how he interacts with them. Listen to what he says about kids because you know When you're first dating, maybe when you're young or whatever, you think, oh, he wants three kids. I want three kids. We're a good match. That's not always true because his good looks are not going to raise those kids. His mindset's gonna. So you got to keep your eyes open. And the reason that you are doing all this and the reason that I say all this is because sometimes we, especially women, have a tendency to believe in someone's potential more than we believe their actual behavior and we ignore red flags. I did. I don't think I know a woman who didn't ignore a red flag because she didn't recognize it, or she thought it wasn't as big a deal as it really turned out to be. Don't let the potential that you see cause you to ignore the behavior that's being displayed regularly, because just because someone can show up at a higher level doesn't mean they're gonna. And pay attention to things like, do they use their emotions as weapons? That's kind of a big thing. Manipulation is a big deal. And, you know, we've talked about that, like back when we did the episode on sex, you know, using sex as a weapon, it's the same thing. Emotions, people use emotions. I had a friend tell me one time, I'm not confronting my mother on the thing that she did that I disagree with, that I watched her do to someone else, because if I a- approach her about it, uh, she's going to give me the silent treatment all the way on our road trip. Like that's, that's not okay. And all of the things that I just said, know that they also apply to people in friendship. Any time that you're going to spend time and energy with someone, that's all time you never get back again. And sometimes it's energy you spend on someone who is not, well, not worthy of you, not worthy of your time not the best place for you to be. Maybe they get you in a bad headspace. Yeah, there are some people who are just truly toxic, but some people just don't take you forward. And it's okay if you're just looking for something very casual, but you still want it to be, you, you need to know that whoever you're spending time with is a safe place for you that is not going to bring you down, right? And so when it comes to friendships, this is the same thing. I have been spending time with someone that I thought was very much on the same path that I'm on. But one day, and this was just a few weeks ago, this is recent, one day I had this thought, gosh, there's always something that feels a little off about this woman. And I recognized that as a gut check. And I listened to it. And I started paying close attention. And I noticed some patterns. And not always, but generally speaking, where there's a pattern, there's a problem. And this was no exception. And you know, the other thing when it comes to friends, and sometimes even people you date or whatever, but sometimes when people know where you stand on things and it's something that they feel the same way about, they align themselves with you. But then sometimes they stop holding that conviction and they start to move away. And my experience in this particular area was, I had a a woman come and align herself with me and we were very close. We became very close. And we'd had a few little things in the beginning, you know, like, oh, we got to work this out because we kind of see this differently, handle this differently, whatever. And we worked them out and I thought things were fine. And, you know, I always heard that phrase, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I thought... She was a lifetimer and I didn't think that she was just a reason or a season. And it was a really long season because we were friends for many, many years. And then I realized like things were changing. And so I knew she was going through a hard time. She was really struggling with some things. And I thought this was one of those cases where she kind of forgot her song, her lyrics, and I was going to sing it for her and be there and hold space for her and all these great things. Except all of that was great, except she had changed her mind about the friendship. But I didn't realize it. And then when I did start to see it, I wouldn't admit it. I denied it and caused myself some pain. And I wasted a lot of energy and time trying to fight something that was going to happen. And so when you get your emotions out of it, when you start looking at things with a little objectivity, it is easier to see the real thing. And what's really going on. So when, you, when you're when you encountering that, just know, like, you can trust you. And you can really step back and kind of go, oh, okay, so I thought this person was a certain kind of way. I thought this was this kind of relationship. It's not what I thought. And just be willing to say, it changed. And do whatever you have to do. That's not based on your emotions of, oh, but she's so whatever. And, oh, he's so this. And we could do. None of that matters if you're not in alignment. So there you have it. The three things that I wish I would have understood much better many years ago. The importance of trusting myself. The need to really vet a person before you invest a lot of emotion and time and energy into them and the importance of knowing and listening to my body. All right. That's all I've got for you today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode. I will be back next week with more. Talk to you then. Peace. Okay, change maker. That's it for me this time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in working with me, you can book a Blue Skies Discovery call. It's totally free. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for being here talk to you next Monday.